Coast Matters, the official podcast of Knox Coastmasters. My name is Marlene Sinclair. I'm a long-term member of Knox Coastmasters. And with me today, we have Lakshini Watson and Kate Press, both also long-term and experienced members of Knox Toastmasters. Today, we're going to be talking about table topics, or in normal terms, it's impromptu speaking. So what is it all about? It's speaking to a question, something we do every day of our life. Toastmaster table topic sessions provide an opportunity to practice impromptu speaking skills. A table topic is a question asked without notice on a particular theme or subject. The person receiving the topic must gather their thoughts, organize them quickly, and speak for one to two minutes. There are many occasions when with very short notice, you may need to use that spoken word to offer an opinion or something to convince others that a particular argument is valid or even persuade others about the proposed course of action. There is an art to it. Believe it or not, it's a learned art. And there are many tricks to help a speaker in an impromptu speech, no matter how short or long. There's one way to answer a more direct question and it requires more of an opinion type. Go with your gut feel. If you have an opinion, spit it out. If you've had any experience with this topic, you'll know what to talk about. If you haven't, call on that on experience of any other type. Imagine yourself in the picture. Have you seen anything on TV about it? Be involved mentally with what you're saying and just have a bit of fun. When you're asked about a question, you need to pause. Now today's method, we're doing one method today and other methods in our next podcast. When you're asked the question, pause. Take a few seconds to think, try and inform, try and form an opinion on the spot. Consider the challenge of the question, also the fun. Remain calm, there's no need to rush. A table topic answer is essentially a mini speech with an opening body and conclusion. So there's many methods to choose and you can organize your response accordingly. Today, we'll demonstrate the first method. And the first method is called the PREP method, P-R-E-P. When you're asked to give an opinion or elaborate a viewpoint, you can take a stand and give evidence to support your viewpoint. This is the most common and basic method. The format is point, make your point, that's your opening. Reason, state your reasons for making that point. E, example, give an example to justify your points. And P, point, drive that home again, link the conclusion to the opening. So the words you could use is the point I want to make is, or I agree that, or I believe that for your reason. So choose a specific illustration, experience, 
event or example. Speaking about your personal experience will give you the courage and confidence to speak clearly and convincingly. In your example, state when the ex experience happened, why it happened, when it happened, and what caused it to happen. You could say point, in summary, my point is. So that's just a rundown. It sounds very complicated, but it's not really when you have to go along with it. So of our two demonstrations today, I'll ask Black Sheeny to give, demonstrate the prep method. And I'll ask her the question, Lakshini, do children watch too much TV? Do children to watch too much TV? Please give a response, Lakshini. Madam Topics Master, thank you for the question. Do children watch too much TV? I think I believe that children probably watch too much TV. In fact, I would say that adults watch too much TV as well. So the reason for, my, for me agreeing with this statement is that I have read that the obesity rates are higher these days amongst young people, that their dependency is higher, and also that their social skills are somewhat lesser than it used to be. For example, when I was growing up, I rem we didn't have TV till I was about 14 years old. And even then TV was from 6 p.m. It was, they started off with news and then they had programs like Sesame Street or uh, really a, a very small selection of programs. And we also had to, there were only two or three channels at the time. And we only had one TV, I think for several houses so we really had to negotiate and which program to watch. We had to discuss it amongst several people. So I think that there are some skills, not just with watching TV, but with the number of TVs we have and the number of programs there are, that there is a certain lack of negotiation or, or getting along that, we have also, that has also decreased. So I think it is that the obesity rates are probably higher because there's more selection and there's more, um, more options. There's also a lack of resilience because there's a certain dependency that happens with sitting in front of a TV for so long and also a lack of negotiation in what to watch or who you're watching with or the, and discussion. So I think watch, that children do watch too much TV. Madam Toastmaster, Tapics Master. Thank you so much, Lakshini. As you can see, that was a perfect example of prep method. She, got, she answered the question very well. <laughs> and <laughs> Lakshini stated the case in her point her first point, yes, they do watch too much TV. So she put her point there. She gave the reason and she gave several reasons, obesity, social skills, lack of negotiation, lack of resilience, all of that in her reason. And gave the example when she was growing up 
and made a nice little story to fill out her two minutes. Beautiful. And the conclusion related back to her first point. Yes, they do make, they do watch much more TV. So great example of the PREP method. Thank you very much, Lakshini. Well done. Our next person will be demonstrating the same way, point, reason, example, point, the prep method. And Kate's, Kate's question is, here we go, I found it, <laughs> Kate. Kate, should sport be made compulsory in schools? Kate Press, should sport be made compulsory in schools? Thank you very much for that question, Marlene. Should sport be compulsory in schools? Now, while I am somebody who really does believe that physical fitness is something that everyone should aspire to, I'm a firm believer that it should not be compulsory in schools. There's many times that you see children who really are not that coordinated and they are being forced into playing a team sport which makes them end up feeling just so much less of a competent human being. And when you sit there and have something that's made compulsory, that you don't get an option, you don't get a choice, you get railroaded into following a specific line of sport. And that's what I really have a disagreement with. I have to remember when I was in primary school and I was one of those uncoordinated cluts and we all had to sit there and play netball. You had no option, you had no choice. And my team somehow managed to get through to the finals in our school's basketball, basketball netball competition. And I remember that game very clearly as the ball was not passed to me once in the whole game because they knew that I'd drop it and that they'd lose a point. So this sort of thing, I think, really brings a person's self-opinion and down. So whilst sport is really wonderful and it's something that we should all be doing, to sit there and force children into playing a particular sport rather than just encouraging general physical activity. Get the kids riding to school, walking to school. Get kids doing things up and moving. But the highly structured school sports program, I think, is a disaster for recipe for so many children. So I have to admit that from my point of view, sports school should not be compulsory. Let children find their own way to be fit and active and we'll have a lot happier citizenship. Thank you. Well done. Thank you, Kate, for your brilliant response. So did you notice that Kate did a, another perfect example of the prep method? The point was, or the question was, should children have to, should sport be compulsory in schools? Kate said, no, it should not be compulsory, gave that point loud and clear. Came in with the reason that it's going to make children lose confidence and went into her perfect example, took us to her primary school and what happened and gave us an option even in there and came back 
with the point, took us back to the first point, it should not be compulsory. So those two examples are just wonderful examples of the prep method of answering a table topic. So when you're, when you're in your any question time in the office or if you join Toastmasters and are in a Toastmaster session, that is a perfect, perfect way to do it. Now, our next session, we'll be showing you another way to answer a table topic. So I'd like to thank Kate and Lakshini and see you all again in the next session. My name is Marlene Sinclair. We're signing out. Thank you.